Amen. Well, I'm so glad everybody's here today. Are you glad to be here today? You know, because this is right on time. There is something good for you here today. And I don't care what stage of life you're in. Uh, you know, God's got something for you right here today. And I pray, pray that you have your hearts prepared just to receive what he's got. And I was right now, so whether you're a believer, a seeker, a sinner, uh, whatever the case, because we're all sinners, right? And if you look on the front of this right here. I got our memory verse for the week. Remember I said we're going to do that? And I wanted to just kind of run, run into that. What I hope to do over the next few weeks is select some verses that will continue to build us in our faith, but also help us to share the gospel. So for this week, 623, Romans 623, for the wages of sin are death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. So you know what? We are in it to win it, and the only way you win it is calling on the name of Jesus. So I'm going to take all the guesswork out of it for you today. Do you know Jesus? And that's what we're going to jump in with. But there's always something for us in the Word of God. Sometimes it's correction. Sometimes it's adjustment. Sometimes it's, it's encouragement. But there's always something there. And I hope today that we just grab hold of what God's got for us. Aren't you glad we have a God that never changes? <laughs> Everything changes. How many people got a 401k? Any type of retirement? It changes, right? And usually it's like going down or something like that. But I'm going to tell you what, don't be, don't be worried. You know what? You have eternal dividends when you've got Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, we know for sure that uh, he's got a place for us when we call on the name of Jesus. And I said, you know, it's great to know that nothing catches God by surprise. Have you ever been caught off guard? It's, 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 it's overwhelming. And nothing overwhelms God. Nothing's too big for God. Nothing, no, no, no prayer is too small for God. I'm going to say that again. No prayer is too small for God. Uh, we'll mention this from time to time because I know what happens in my life sometimes. I'll figure like, I'll just leave the big stuff to God and I'll just worry about the little stuff. I mean, God, surely he's busy, right? I don't want to bug him. No, God is God. He, he, he knows everything, knows every hair on your head. And for a lot of us, it's getting easier to count. Amen. So, you know, I just want to tell you, don't worry about it. Keep on pressing into what God's got. So whether it's a word of encouragement, maybe it's a touch of healing, maybe it's a nudge to repent, whatever it is, God is not limited. I want to hear you say this. We serve an unlimited God. We're the ones who usually put the limit on things, don't we? Really do. A lot of times. But I'm going to keep on rolling with what we got. Let's take a look at our scripture for today. If you got your Bibles, we're going to be in, out of Psalm 37, 23. It says, the Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. Do you delight in the Lord today? Both of you. All right. How about anybody else? Do we delight in the Lord today? This is the interaction part. Yeah, there we go. They're like, I don't know what you want me to say, buddy. No, we're going to have a good time. The Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. See, I think sometimes we, we're, we have fright in him. Now, there's a difference between fear and a reverence. Okay? We have a respect, a healthy respect for who God is and what he's done for us. So today I want you to embrace what God has for us today. So as we open our hearts, i got a few things that I want to share with us today. But I want you to know that God knows your situation. All right? God knows your situation. He knows what you need. He knows what you've been going through. He knows about our cars breaking down, our surgeries that's coming, uh, our wayward children, whatever it may be. God knows about that. But today, I believe God's got something special for you today. I really do. And I, I hope that the Lord will just help me unpack this in a way that it just, it just draws you close to him. So I wrote this down here. I'm going to read right up. And I says, you know, so will we trust God to be God today? We'll trust him to be God today. And I wrote right after that, I said, we might as well, because nobody else can be. Amen. 
We serve an awesome and amazing, powerful God. And I want to set the stage with that because when we see that and we open our hearts to that, we know that we got victory. Amen. So no matter what's going on in our life, when we come back and put it up against the backdrop of the cross, we know who's on our side. Right. We know that God always wants good things in our life. Now, let me tell you, you say, well, how come there's there's tough things going on in my life? You know what? We're in a sin filled world. But I'm going to tell you what. Keep holding on to Jesus. Keep looking up. Keep, keep listening. Keep encouraging one another. And stand on the promises of God. And we will make it through. Amen. So let's take a look at this. So I want to hit on three points this morning. It might seem kind of small, kind of simple. But the opportunity for a good takeaway is huge. I always say this when we leave. This is kind of what I want to uh, uh, put in your heart. What is your takeaway when you leave here? If you went to go eat somewhere and the waitress said, Hey, what was going on at church today? I pray that there's at least one thing. This is my takeaway today. So be listening for what God's going to whisper to you today because he's got something for you. So I believe the spirit of the Lord is going to reveal some cool stuff to us today. Let's jump on in. If everybody's ready, say amen. Yeah. All right. They are ready. Now, I tell you, the other day I was thinking, Lord, what are we going to preach on? What are we going to preach on? What are we going to preach on? And I tell you, a lot of times I get the sermon when I'm jumping in the shower because I always say that's the only time my mouth is shut. Right. And I jumped in there and I said, man, you know, and the Lord was just showing me all different things that he has just done for us. And, you know, he says, I got something for everyone. But they need to believe. And receive. And then we'll talk about achieving. I want to make sure we just kind of work through this. I said, well, Lord, this is, I'm just being honest. I said, don't you mean receive first? He said, how are they going to receive it if they don't believe it? I go, oh, yeah, you got me on that one. You know, see, there's some, see, when you have a relationship with the Lord, you can talk to the Lord like that. You just don't. It's not this rigid religion. It's a leaving, living, breathing relationship. And I said, well, well, well what, what did teach me? Do you ever say that? Lord, teach me. Or, or is your heart moldable to the things of God? Because I know I sure don't know it all. Y'all can say amen to that, kids. <laughs> you know? And, but God is so good that he'll take us right where we are. I want you to hear that today. That might be your takeaway. That God will take me right where I am. I don't have to clean up. Don't have to give up. I just got to look up. All right? So I pray today, if you're here for the first time, that you feel welcome, you feel loved. And if you're here for the second, third, 1500 time, I hope you feel the same way. I want us to look at believing. Let's take a look at this. Let me ask you a question here. How important is what you believe? How important is that? It's everything, right? It's everything. It shapes everything you're going to become. It, it, it has to do, I say this a lot of times, it's how you're going to spend your money. It's how you're going to put your time in. It's what you're going to believe. It's how you're going to react to your family, how to react to your sweetheart, all those things. So one of the things we need, we need to settle in our heart what we believe, Right? We need to settle that in our heart. And let's take a look at this. I had a few things in that. I said, we need to keep this at the forefront of our lives. What do I believe? You know, we'll start out and say, well, I believe this. And then in the course of the day, the world will kick in. Job will kick in. Worry will try to inch in. Nobody worries here, do they? But let me just pray for y'all. We worry sometimes, don't we? Right? But you know what? I'm hoping today... That God will allow me to paint such an amazing picture of who he is that that worry will just shrink and shrink and shrink and shrink. I say this a lot of times. I did a study on worry one time and they said almost 70% of the things that you worry about don't even come to pass. And the, the Lord whispered to my heart when I was writing this down as a message I did a long time ago. 
<laughs> he says 100% of worrying won't do anything about it. Have you ever worried your way to something good? Think about that. This is not even in the notes. We're rolling, right? Have you ever, I mean, I'm just going to worry, 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 because that's going to change this thing, right? It's not going to change that. If you can flip the worry over to the prayer thing, right? I think we'd see better results. You know why? Because then we can trust and then we can have the peace. But worrying doesn't do anything but just, just let the devil just get in there and do a little dance. I can't do much dancing today. I'll give you one leg. How about that? He wants to get in there and just stomp on you. Right? And then what he does, that worry starts, the worry starts getting larger and larger and larger and larger and larger, bigger and bigger and bigger. Guess what? And, and then when the Holy Spirit wants to whisper to us, we've got the volume up on the worry dial so loud, we can't hardly even hear. Man, I'm, I'm preaching to speak people today. Amen. Everybody's going, he's talking to us, honey. He's like, hey, I'm preaching to me first. I'm preaching to me. Because it's so, that's a default thing that we, well, what are we going to do about this? And what if that happens? And what, 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 what if? Man, what if we let God be God? That'd be all right, wouldn't it? Because I'm going to tell you, he's more than enough. Let me get a little drink of water. We're going to jump on in here. Mm-hmm. You guys are the best. So, how important is what you believe? It's essential. It's essential. Do we believe that God's word is true? Do we believe it's true? Then how much should we have it open and let it impact our lives? How much should we be standing on that? So let's take a look at this. I'm talking about what we believe. I like this. What must we do to be saved? Now I talked about our verse. We're going to start working through some verses there. So that, you know, if somebody says that question to you. What would you think if you're working along and they say, hey, you go to church? You go, yeah, yeah. Well, what do I got to do to be saved? What is it to be saved? See, I didn't grow up in a church, right? Once when I was five, once when I was 30. Rock and roll in between. That's a big, that's a long road right there. Saved from what? That's what I'm thinking. Saved from what? You know what? Our spirit is made for eternal life, Right? And we're going to spend eternity in one of two places. Everybody. Everyone. And here's the good news. Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, the life. Whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life, right? In him, right? Take a look at that. When we put our faith and trust in the finished work of the cross, our sin debt is paid in full. Do you like stuff when they say paid in full? I remember as a kid, my folks never had a credit card. Okay? We didn't have a whole lot, but we didn't have no credit card either. Amen? And I remember my dad, with, when he would buy something, they said, well, thank you very much, Mr. Chapman. He said, could you do me a favor? He said, yeah. he said right, paid in full on there. He said, well, you got your receipt. <laughs> I think you don't know my daddy very well, do you? You heard what he said? Write it. Because he ain't leaving till you write paid in full. He got my mom this cool stereo. Right? I think she never had it up to about one, man. When they would go, go out of town, me and Ronnie had it on 12. Man, I'm getting it with it. You know? And they had this really nice, I mean, bigger than this thing. Back then you had the floor model. Now Thomas can make all types of music with a thing about as big as my thumbnail. You know? Had this big stereo, man. Had to bring people in to get all this stuff here. Getting it on and taking it down in the den. I was like, man, that's cool because all I had was a little battery-operated thing you put on there. And you start out and it starts going around. The record starts skipping. You put a dime on it. By the end of the summer, you got a 50-cent piece on it trying to keep it from, from doing that. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Well, they had this real nice thing here. And they brought it in there. And my dad shelled out the money for that thing. And they saved a lot for it. 
But that was something my mom really wanted and said, you know what, we're just, we're, we're going to go ahead and hang in there. And I remember it said, we need to write paid in full in that. I want to tell you today that no matter what's going on in your life, when you've put Jesus Christ and asked him into your life for the forgiveness of sin, it's paid in full. Now, would it be kind of silly for my dad to go back next week and say, hey, you know, I want to pay you again for that stereo. What? Or, or, or a couple of months later. I'm going to go back and pay you again for that story. He said, man, he would be crazy to do that. You know what? It's crazy for us to think that we can pay for our salvation. Paid in full. Paid in full. You see where I'm tying this together? Man, I tell you what. All those years I go by and I would think of that stereo. And she still got it. I'm thinking, what would I do with that stereo when the time comes? But I always think about it. He had that guy sign it. Paid in full. And a matter of fact, the best I can remember, I believe he had a magic marker written it in red. The Lord's bringing this stuff back to my memory. And you know what I think about? The blood that Jesus Christ poured out. Then you say, now how in the world does a stereo and salvation come together? They got one common theme. It's paid in full, amen? Paid in full. I want you to know that today. What must we do to be saved? I shared this story a while back. It's out of Acts chapter 16. Paul and Silas are are locked up in a jail in a prison. And uh, what would you be doing if you were in prison? I'd be praying. I'd probably be crying, kicking, screaming. I don't know, you know? But they were singing, chained up singing, woo, praising the Lord, right? Now, you know that's got to have an effect on other prisoners, right? They're going, what they put in their water? You know, that's probably what they're thinking. What's going on? But see, what's going on is they know the living God. And as they're singing and praising the Lord, man, an earthquake hits. Boom, bust the back of the jail out. Woo, prisoners everywhere. And the guy that's the guard goes, oh, this is not good. And he looks around and he says, they've all run off. And he's getting ready to take his own life with a sword because they were going to do it anyway. Because if, if, they would, if you were on the watch and your prisoner got away, it was you. All right? And at that time, Paul brings everybody around. Brings them and he says, we, we haven't lost anybody. They're right here. And, and, the, and the soldier turns around and goes, what must I do to be saved? See, he knew it was more than a song. He knew something was going on. He came face to face with the encounter of God, amen? And he was on his knees and he said, what must I do to be saved? If somebody asks you that, well, you got to go to church, you got to give, you got to do, no. He made it real simple. He said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. See, that, I thought, man, when God called me to preach, I said, I don't know nothing about this stuff. I was overwhelmed. I knew what God said and I'm thinking, ha, 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 ha. And the only thing the Lord has ever asked me to do about the message that he's given me is tell them what I've done in your life and tell them what I'll do in others. Point them to me. Just be a sign for Jesus. See, you know, a lot of times we think we got to know Hebrew and we got to know this. And I'm all for education and everything else, but I'd rather have revelation. I'd rather have a personal relationship with the Lord and know him than read about him somewhere else and not know him. You see what I'm saying? But the good news is when you open his living word, you'll meet him face to face. His word is alive. His word is for us. Amen. So so what must I do to be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Put your faith and trust in the finished work of the cross. And it goes on and says, you and your whole household. So if you look that up later, you say, well, what does that mean? It means Jesus is for everybody. But each one will receive him personally. Amen. I want to tell you this, that your grandmother's faith ain't going to get you to heaven. Okay. I'm sure she's wonderful. I'm sure she's been praying for you. The lady next door that's been praying for all, all those are great things. But there will be a time that you have to call. I pray that you do call on the name of Jesus. 
come face to face. I listen to a lot of different things at night before I go to bed, a lot of preaching and everything. And I listened to a thing last night about a guy that had a lot of money and a lot of this and a lot of that. And he was a professed atheist, meaning he didn't think there was God. He didn't care. He was living for him. And he ended up having this, some, some disease came on him. And he said, I could feel my body slipping away. Listen to this story. Just, just checked it out last night. And he said, for years, there was this guy, I think the guy's name was Ray, would come and talk to him about the Lord. He said, I like that guy, but I just, I didn't have time for the message. He was telling the message of Christ. And he says, as he was there, he said he was fading in and out, and he heard the doctor say, he'll never make it. He is not going to make it. He said, at that moment, nothing else mattered except I wanted to talk to that guy, Ray. Because he wanted to hear about Jesus. The big cars didn't matter. He had connections. He said, man, he had connections with senators and people in rock and roll. This guy was, was on the inside track, you know. He's, he's the go-to guy. They had just flown him out to some big thing to, to go to some party, and he got sick, and he came back. And he, he mustered up enough strength. And he got his family, he said, call Ray. He said, falls back out. But he could still hear him. He said, he ain't going to make it through the night. He said, everything I had, I was holding on. Wouldn't have been something if he would have been listening to that message. Enough to, to know that he needed to hear somebody with that message. They called the fella. He wasn't home. He was in another state. The guy, they got a hold of him and came in there. He said, tell me, tell me about this living God. Tell him about you. And there he gave his life to Christ. And God saw fit to not only that, not to, not just to spare his life for eternity that he could live with him. Because he says, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. But God restored that man. You think he's got a testimony now? You think, he, Ray ain't saying enough. He's saying enough for all of them now, this guy. Everywhere he goes, he says, let me tell you what God's done for me. Let me tell you what I used to think. Let me tell you what's going on. What would it be like? What would the urgency be like in your life if God rescued you right out of that, that death spiral? It'd, it'd be amazing, wouldn't it? How many people know for sure they're going to be here tomorrow living? Nobody. How many people know for sure when you call on the name of Jesus that he'll save you right now? Amen. He's done the same thing for us. You don't have to wait till you're laying in a hospital bed. Let me tell you something else. You might not have that opportunity. This is not in the notes. I thought last night, it's funny how things, you go through a message. And I thought about 2009. Whoo, man, my mom had a stroke. We were getting ready to go away on a mission trip. Getting ready to go. And my dad calls me. And I knew right then something was wrong. I said, what's wrong? He said, your mom fell. I said, is she okay? He said, no. I said, call an ambulance. Old school. Nope, you need to get over here. I guess he thought I was a doctor. I don't know. I can't do this. They dropped me off, at, you know, from the church. I dropped them off. We were going to meet on this meeting. I got home. I'm praying. They're praying. I get to my mom and dad's house. And my mom, he's got her back in the bed. And her face is totally crooked. Now, I'm not a doctor, but I know what happened. She's done had a stroke. I said, Mama, nothing. Nothing. Start praying for him right there. Right then. Pray, pray, pray. I said, call ambulance. Long story short, they go, they end up, the medicine was all messed up, all these different things, and my dad's sitting there, and I'm sitting there, and she's not responding. 
And they said, Mr. Chapman, we think it is this particular type of stroke. And if we give her this clot busting stuff and it's it, it will help her a lot. If it's not what we think, it will kill her. So my dad, being my dad, said, what you going to do? <laughs> Thanks, dad. What am I going to do? I said, we're going to pray right now. We're going to trust God for 100% healing on her body. He said, pray. They brought the medicine in. They weigh her. They do everything else, everything else. They give her this medicine. Everybody leaves. And I'm looking through all the medicine. And they asked me several times, is your mama diabetic? I go, no. They asked me, is, is your mama diabetic? I go, no. In the midst of all that, my pops grabbed the wrong medicine. Nobody knew what was what. My dad's a diabetic. What's a diabetic? So I'm thinking, if they weighed her and everything had to be precise with this, and they're looking at the wrong answer sheet, we got a problem. I come out there and go, this is the wrong medicine. My dad missed it. I missed it. The EMT missed it. Everybody missed it. But let me tell you what. You see on TV when they sling that curtain back and everybody's coming there and doing all this stuff? It was on. And then I'm like, my dad's like, I can't. I said, hey, we already prayed. We already prayed. The fix is in, Bob's. Go through that. A couple days later, she's still not talking. She's not doing anything. This is a little funny for me, but it was a good thing. We were up in the ICU, and a lady comes in, and I've got a lot of respect for nurses and everything else, and I know they can have a rough day too. And her mouth and everything is still twisted. And they said, we got to brush her teeth. So I'm standing there like this. And this lady's getting a little forceful with my mom. You know, my mom's scared. She don't know what's going on. And she's got her eyes closed, and they're doing this, right? Sweetest words I ever heard. That lady was doing this stuff, and I was like, I'm standing up in my seat. I'm thinking, I think we're about done with this. And she said, Miss Chapman, we got to do this. And my mom grabbed her hand with the good hand and she said, Buddy, stop. <laughs> I was like, I still get blamed for stuff. And it's not, didn't say Donna, Dad, anything. Buddy, stop. And I said, We're done here. We're done here. You go, Why do you tell me all that stuff? We thought we were looking at the right answer sheet. There's people in the world that think they're looking at the right answer sheet. Amen? And they're not. So God has called us to be that answer sheet. Amen. God has called us to point them to Christ. God has called us to tell them what must we do to be saved. And all those things, let me tell you, man, we're more than conquerors. I want to tell you what my mom kept getting back and back and back and doing very well from that stroke. We've had some other issues and stuff like that. But I tell you, to this day, I was so excited for her to call my name. You know what? Let me tell you something. Do you know that Jesus is calling your name today? Do you know that he says, come on home? He's probably not saying, buddy, don't. Maybe he is sometimes. But I know what he's saying. Receive my son. Amen. Let's keep on rolling here. So let's roll on to this next question. What do you believe about Jesus? Got to tell you another story. Been out in NASA for probably 30 years, 31 years. Met a lot of people. Jesse always goes, you know so many people. I hate going to the grocery store with you. You take forever. You know, the expiration date on the cookies are almost bad time I get back home. So I met this guy. At, <laughs> I met this guy at, uh, at work. And he, he was a picture taker guy, photo, photographer. And I thought about it. It's funny how God brings things back to you. Remember? And uh, I talked to him and stuff. And he goes, hey, man, they say you play guitar and stuff. I go, yeah, I play a little guitar. Well, the guy, I got to talk to him a little bit more. He said, well, you a rock and roller? I said, used to be. I said, I'm a holy roller now. He said, what's that? I said, I'm jamming for Jesus. 
He said, oh. I said, do you know him? <laughs> he said, I'm Jewish. I said, good. So was he. Do you know him? <laughs> see, but see, nobody had ever talked to him like that. I'm just loving him right where he's at. He goes, um, I said, what do you, who, who do you think Jesus is? What do you think about Jesus? He said, well, I, I know he was a prophet. I said, you're getting close. That's good. He is. He was. He is. I said, you know, he's the son of God. He said, that's, that's what they say. He said, but I'm Jewish. <laughs> I don't care. Don't care. Do you know Jesus? That started a friendship. Check, check this out. They did three articles on our ministry over the course of time. I don't know if anybody's had more articles than that. And I'm talking about, he said, well, tell me about this, Jesus. Tell me about this. And so back then, when we first tried, I had a cassette. Now, y'all going back, Jesse goes, what is a cassette? You know, <laughs> it's, it's kind of like a different CD, son. And so he would, I said, well, take a listen to this. And at lunchtime, they would be playing cards, and he'd be listening to that. He's still listening to it. He's hearing about Jesus, man. We're just working him over. I didn't say, would you write an article on this? Never asked a word. Nothing. He goes, hey, man, I've been listening to that CD, you know, that, that uh, tape. I said, that's good. He said, why don't we do an article on what God's doing in your life? Sounds good to me. So I thought it was going to be a little article. It was the whole front page, man. Boom. And it wasn't about me. It was about Jesus. I thought, isn't this good? I said, boy, Lord, you're using this fellow right here. Right? Time goes by. And people going, who do you know to get your stuff on the front page? Hey, they had all the wind tunnel testing in the back. They had the Jesus stuff on the front. I love it, man. I just love it, right? And so time goes by. And uh, didn't see the guy for a while. He says, you know what? We ought to do a follow-up story. I said, bring it on. Did another one, right? This is what God's doing now, right? And then finally he did one more. He says, I don't think I can do any more, but I'm going to get the girl that works for me to do one. Sounds good to me, right? All those things like that, just from one little conversation. One little seed, one little thing like that. All right, again, it's not about Buddy in the newspaper. It's about God's word getting out. What must I do to be saved? Man, call on the name of Jesus. Who is Jesus? You know what? The guy moved on, and I, I, I pray somewhere along the line that he's called on the name of Jesus, but I know one thing. He got to hear about it, amen? Just like that fellow I was telling you that was an atheist, right? He got to hear about it from his friend Ray. Thank the Lord. He had enough time to still call on the name of Jesus. We never know what time. The Lord's going to call us home. Amen. I heard a guy say, you know what? I went to a revival one time. He said, you know, some people just wait until that 11th hour, the last minute. He said, what happens if you die at 1030? Where are you going to go? What happens if we don't make it out? He said, man, buddy, I thought this was going to be uplifting. It is if you know Jesus, right? So that's what I want to make sure. Who is Jesus to you? What do you believe about him? Do you believe that he's the son of God that takes away the sin of the world? Do you believe that the Lord has made a way for us to have salvation in him. Let's keep on rolling. What do you believe about yourself? You say, what do you mean by that? Do you believe that you're a child of God? Do you believe you're worth it? Do you believe you're forgiven? Right? All those things. That plays a part. Not only do you believe who Jesus is, but do you believe that Jesus is working in your life? That's the connection right there. So you can believe all that, and it's true. But if you don't grab a hold of it by faith, guess what? You don't live in, the, in, in, the, in where God has for you. You know what I'm saying? There's so much more that he has for us. I'm going to pick up speed a little bit. So take a look at this. I said, what do you believe about the grace and forgiveness? Tanya mentioned it on Tuesday nights. We're doing a study on grace. It's been wonderful. Uh, it's, just, it's just been a powerful deal 
to, to just see all that God's done for us. And, you know, we take it all in, but life gets kind of fast sometimes. But when we can slow down and make a point to just look at the things that God has done for us. Do you ever reflect on what God's done for you? You ever think about that? I told you a couple of weeks ago, I did two weddings. The biggest thing that took more time than anything else on the whole thing, people wanted to take a picture with their family. Because that matters. Family matters, right? You say, well, maybe not my family. Well, I'm going to tell you what. If that situation in your family is a little disjointed, God steps in and brings healing to your family. God will put you in his family, amen? When you call on the name of the Lord, you're in the family, amen? I want you to hear that. Because I know everybody uh, doesn't have the same situation, but I know everybody has the same opportunity to call on the name of Jesus. I had a few things here. I said, I wrote a few things. I probably got it out of whack, but I, I want to read this to you. I said, don't let the walls of religion imprison you. Embrace the truth and freedom of grace. See, a lot of times I went, I mean, there's a lot of stories popping in my mind. I went and we did uh, some different things at some different churches. And there was a lady about my age at the time. And I said, well, where do you go to church? And she said, I go to this church because my grandmother went to church and my grandmother's grandmother went to church. There. I said, do you like it? She goes, no. I almost spit my potato salad out. What? We had a little eating meat and talk. I said, well, why do you go? Maybe God's got another place for you, something like that. I'm not knocking down any church, but you need to find a place that you're comfortable. They're preaching the word of God, and maybe they're doing that. But, but, but she was going out of obligation to her grandmother. She said, I sit in the same pew every Sunday. I think my grandmother would roll over if she didn't see one of us in there. I'm thinking, well, if your grandmother knows Jesus, she's not looking who's sitting in the seat. She's looking at the face of Jesus, right? And I'm sure that she wants you to have that same relationship. So I said, I'm not telling you to switch or anything like that, but maybe pray about it. Maybe God's got a place, you know, or, or at least change your heart about it. You know, it's a heart condition. Don't come and just say, when we first started church, I'll tell you. First, man, buddy, you preach it. I'm going to come out and check you out. Okay, great. If you just come to check buddy out and listen to the band, you're not going to stay long. Because I ain't going to wow you, but so much, you know, probably not at all. But if you come to hear the word of God, you come back and get filled up and filled up and filled up again. Because it's about Jesus. It's not about anybody else. See, that's what I tell people. Come, well, we're shopping for a church. And I say, well, that's good. You're welcome here. But if this doesn't, you know, if this is not where God called you to be and serve, man, just make sure to preach in the word of Jesus. Have a great day. We want you here because God's called you here. And let me tell you, there's plenty of room. Amen. So the whole, whole thing on that is when we think about the grace and the mercy and things like that. God puts us in a place in times such as this for a time such as this. What do you mean, buddy? God knows where you're at. He knows what's going on in your life. Sometimes things are for a season, amen? But I want to tell you what, as we continue to come and, and listen and believe the word of God, you watch how he transforms your life. Let's keep on rolling. So we got to know what we believe, right? And then we can receive. I want to roll through this pretty fast. What does it take to move from believing to receiving? I wrote this down last night. I said, faith draws the blessing out of the promise of God. I wrote that down. I said, man, Lord, that's something. Isn't that something? Faith is what, what God gives us, right? He puts faith in our heart. We trust him, and that draws the nutrients out of those promises, right? You can, you can have a promise and never cash in on it, right? It doesn't do you any good. But when you have faith in that promise, what does it do? It draws you closer to the truth. It draws you closer to the truth. Let me tell you, that's what we need to be doing. Grabbing hold of what God has. For us. 
we've got to have faith. What would happen in our lives and the lives of others around us if we just trusted the Lord? Think about that for a minute. Do you ever have to talk to somebody to, to kind of calm them down sometimes? Well, I guess I'm the only one. I got to talk to myself sometimes to calm myself down. I'm thinking, why am I getting... I got mad or something a couple weeks ago at work. And my buddy said, calm down. I said, well, he said why are you so mad? I said, I got mad because I got mad. He said, what? I said, I can't believe that I let this thing get me mad. Do you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm thinking, now that's not that big a deal. But I kept focusing on it. And I kept focusing on it. And I go over here and I start talking about it again. And it start growing, 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 growing. And I know the Lord's like, let it go. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not ready yet. <laughs> I'm just being honest. It was about up to my neck then. I ain't ready yet. So anyway, we had a little conference at work. And I said, well, this is what I think. And my boss said, can I see you after the meeting? <laughs> I said, oh, Lord, I should have listened to you, right? But you know what? I wasn't rude. I wasn't anything else. I believe as Christians, we need to stand up. I believe that there's ways of doing things. But I tell you what, also, uh, what I said in that meeting was this. I said, this is the way I feel about it. And I'll do what you have me to do. Because at the end of the day, all I want to do is represent the Lord well. Put the paperwork back down. My boss said, can I talk to you? Guess what we talked about? It wasn't work. It wasn't about my attitude. It was about Jesus. He said, buddy, I know what you believe. I believe that too. He said, I'm not asking you to do anything, you know, underhanded. And I said, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about it. I said, but I, I said, the big thing is, you know what? If we're going to change this, we're going to do this. The more important thing to me is that I do it in a way that honors the Lord. And a lot of times I don't. How about y'all? And so that was, my, that, was, that was my thing. When I said that, I knew right then, they're watching, accountability, and I knew that. And that's okay. Because sometimes you need that nudge to go, uh, remember what you said in that meeting? Yep. I apologize. Let's get back on track. God is big enough to forgive. Amen? Amen. Are you? Are you? Just thinking about it. Let's keep on going. So what else happens when we have faith? We have the confidence in Christ. Man, it's amazing what we got. I said, our confidence in Christ. What would happen if we just trusted the Lord? I said, man, look at this. Our confidence in Christ would soar. The, the, the power of the living God would flow in us. I said, Lord, help us to have confidence in Christ. Do you have confidence in yourself? A little bit. Do you have more confidence in yourself or do you have more confidence in Christ? I pray today we tip the scales. I know it is for me. You know, I think, okay, I, I think I can do this. I can do, I can do, I can do. Like the guy said on our mo uh, movie the other day, uh, do be, do be, do, do this and you'll be, do this, do be, do be, do. We're singing the wrong song. He did it. Amen. It's all about what he did. But yes, I believe that, you know what, it would stop the worry. It would stop the selfishness. It would stop the hatred, and I believe it would bring the revival. So what do you need to receive from God today? Is it peace? Is it strength? Is it forgiveness? Is it grace? Is it all of the above? You know, you don't have to pick and choose with Jesus. You can't say, well, I got peace last week, so I don't guess I'll get into today. You know, wouldn't that be crazy? He's got the whole buffet of grace, man, the whole deal. 
Can you imagine that? I heard a story one time to talk about this family was coming from another uh, country and the, guy, the dad had saved up some, some money for some tickets so they can get on this, this, this uh, ship. And they got there and got on there and everything else and they're riding and they're, they're eating crackers and they could hear everybody dancing each night. Man, I sure wish we could partake of some of those things. And he's in there. Another day go by eating crackers and stuff. Just had enough money to, to do that, right? And they got off the, the night before they got off uh, the ship. The dad said, how much would it cost? How much would it cost for, for my family to, to dine in there? They still love me. They have to go. <laughs> he told me that. Everybody go, oh my gosh. No. But uh, so what, what would I have to do to pay for, for this meal? He said, you got your ticket? He goes, yes, we do. He said, it's all paid for. We live like that so much. Here they had the ticket to go to the buffet every night. They had the ticket to take in everything that that ship had to offer, but they were living on crumbs because they didn't know. As believers in Christ, I want you to know, you got the full ticket if you got Jesus, amen? You got the full package. Receive what he has by faith and continue to have confidence in Christ. I'm gonna pick up speed here a little bit, all right? I wanna be very careful when I go into this here. Achieve. Now, when I say achieve, I'm not saying, and I'm not talking about working your way to heaven because that's not going to happen, okay? It's by grace you're saved through faith, not that of yourself, but it's a gift of God. What I am talking about is allowing God to work through you to achieve everything that he's called you to do. You see the difference here? We're not working to get. We're working because we got. I don't have to tell my wife I love her. But I do because it's a good thing to do. No, I do because I do. You see what I'm saying? I don't have to, man, I got to go down there and watch my kids play this or that. Man, I want to. I get to. I want to. I love them, right? So many th times we start making love like a task. We got the wrong idea. We love because we love. Amen? We love because we love. Let's take a look at this. I look up some of the synonyms for this right here. And this is kind of neat. It says that achieve also means realize, accomplish, reach, and complete. I said, man, that's perfect. Let's walk through those a little bit. Take a look at this. So this is my prayer for us today. I pray we realize what we have in Christ. Just like I said, if you can visualize that, that family living on crumbs when they had the pass to the table. I believe so much in our life, we just... Don't receive what God has for us because we won't open his, wo his word. We won't trust what he has. We won't speak his word. We won't trust God. Amen. Let's take a look at this. I pray we accomplish all that the Lord has for us. Mm. I don't want to leave anything left undone. How about you? Now, I don't know. People, I, I, I keep a pretty busy schedule. Most everybody keeps a pretty big, busy schedule. And, you know... I, I like staying busy, and I like doing what, the God, what God has for me, but I also know I can't do everything, right? But it's not because I got to, it's because I get to. I love preaching. I love preaching. That's, that's what I'm wired for, you know? I'm sure there's much finer preachers that are polished and everything else, but you know what? Oh, well, I love the Lord. I'm going to tell you what he's showing me, and I want to share that with you. Amen? Because I know we qualify in Christ. You qualify in Christ. So when we're talking about achieving, I'm not talking about shoving everybody else out 
just to get to this point. I'm talking about letting God work through you as you walk through life and touch people's life to transform their life, to be more like Jesus, to encourage them to, to know the Lord. Amen. Let me tell you what, it don't take much to encourage somebody. How many people like to encourage a word every now and then? It's amazing. It doesn't hurt a thing, you know, because the world just turns the volume up on everything you did not do. But it sure is nice when somebody says, hey, you know what? I appreciate that. Hey, I, you know what? That's nice. Just taking time, amen, makes all the difference in the world. I don't want to leave nothing undone. I said, make a difference daily, and over time, you'll be amazed what the Lord has done through you. Amazing. When I started thinking about, you know what, somebody called today, and I hope maybe that they'll make it sometime. They were coming from Norfolk, and I was telling them how to get here and all this. And I said, you know, we got a little church house over here and this and that and everything. He said, I'm, I'm going to try to make it. I said, even if you're late, we'll still take you. We don't care. You know, not going to slow us down. We'll love you right there. If you come in the last five minutes, we'll even pray for you. It don't matter. And what I'm getting is this. I wonder how they heard about us in Norfolk. Maybe it was through a CD. Maybe it was something on Facebook. Maybe somebody you said something to. Maybe, who knows? Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? You know, the Lord's given us opportunities to do four CDs, a little book. But you guys are a walking testimony, you know? Everywhere you go, you're going to reach people that maybe somebody else might not see. Starts with your family. Starts with your workplace. It doesn't matter. But you know what? I want us all to accomplish what God has for us. And so I want to also remind you this. We've got little things over here that can encourage you and encourage others. We've got the daily bread thing that, that comes out. that has got three months at a time of some daily devotions, some CDs, anything that's here. Use it to build yourself up in the Lord and encourage others. Amen. And if we run out, we'll get some more. Okay. That's what we're going to keep doing. Let's take a look at this. I said, I pray we reach deep inside our hearts and grasp the grace the Lord supplies for each of us. Anybody ever need some grace sometimes? Amen. I know I get an answer on that one. How much do we need it? All the time, right? Is God short on grace? Does he only give it out on Sundays? You get a two for one? Yeah, every day. His, his grace and mercy is new every morning. I always said, I know that's good. Because I tell you what, if anybody could exhaust it, I'd probably be in the top ten. Amen. But you can't. That's how much he loves us. I said, growing into who God calls us to be stretches us to be more like Jesus. And that's a good thing. Amen. It's funny when you meet people. You ever met people and your life has changed a little bit and they think you're the same person you used to be? And they go, hey, what's going on here? You know, you're still the same person. When God comes into your life, he doesn't say, uh, buddy, you're out and I'm moving in and that's it. He comes in and dwells with us. And it's a relationship. And he continues to speak to us. And he says, you know, this is what's best for you. That's not what's best for you. I love you so much. Let's move this way. And guess what you still have? You still have a choice. You still have to. That's how much God loves you. It's not like you will do this and that's it. Can you imagine telling your kid every day? Say, well, when you come home, you're going to tell me you love me 10 times, okay? Wow, that wouldn't be worth much, would it? But how, much, how, how nice is it when they say, hey, how you doing? Just tell you I love you. Man, that's amazing. I love buying flowers for my wife. I try always, 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 most of the time, buy them for no reason. Right? So I can stay ahead of the game. No, I'm teasing. I like to buy, you know, get some flowers from time to time for birthday stuff. And sometimes I just, I, just, I said it before, but I, I'm going to tell you all again. It's worth it. Guys, listen close. When Denise gets home from school, she's got everything. She's got her little tote bag. She's got this. She looks like she's coming in at a hard day at the office, man. So I see her coming. Normally, if I see her coming, I will help. Pretty much, right? If I see her coming, I will help. 
But when I buy flowers, I love doing that. I put them in, in the refrigerator, right? And I look out there and I look at the door and I go, hey. It looks hot out there. <laughs> I'm setting her up, boy. Hey, don't get on the grass like that. You're going to tear the grass up, baby. What's for supper? I mean, I'm just loading it up and she's getting... Mm, mm, mm. She's coming up there like that. And then I said, wait a minute. And then she gets up to the door and, and then right when she's trying to get all the stuff, I open the door and say, hey, babe, how was work today? You saw me with all that stuff. I can't believe you saw me with all that stuff. I said, oh, that old stuff? I said, that, boy, that make you strong, honey. Come on in here. I sit down. What do you think? What are we going to cook for supper? I haven't even got in the house and you want to know what's for supper. I said, boy, I got her now. I got her now. And then I said, then I uh, get her with, I said, could you give me something to drink? Oh, man. I got it right. You're kidding me. You want something to drink? I just pulled all these books in here. I said, please, I'll get you something. Boom. Flowers. It's like the music from heaven comes down. Bring. I'm going, I got you. I got you. I got you. And he goes, oh, are these for me? And I go, no, this is for your mama. <laughs> I got to go one more, you know, uh, and, I'm, I'm, and, then, and you know, I, I will say this. Jesse went on his band trip. He got back safe. I appreciate all the prayers. And I would tell him stuff. I said, just please be careful. I know you like to joke and stuff. I don't know where you get that from. But please, he said, you think I'm going to do something like that? I said, I know you, my son, you might. So just be careful, right? But he made it back. But I tell you, man, sometimes it's just fun to love people, isn't it? We may, don't make it a toy. Have fun with that. But you know what? Uh, I think there's things in life that we can do to brighten people's day. You don't have to buy flowers or anything else. But you know what? I think it's a great thing to let them know you care. Amen. Let's keep on rolling with this. I pray we rejoice in being complete in Christ. What do you mean being complete in Christ? Knowing that, you know what? Our fullness comes from having a personal relationship with the Lord. I don't believe we can be complete in every area of our life without a personal relationship with the Lord. There's going to be something missing in your life if you don't know the Lord. And you can look all around. You talk to people that's been through a lot of things and stuff, and they will try to fill that void with anything. Music, money, cigars, drugs, this, that, and the other thing. And it still come up short. But I tell you what, when you get a hold of what God's got for you, it changes everything. Lacking in nothing. I said, we are made complete in Christ. I said, it's awesome to know who God is. And I want to finish up with this, a couple of things, who God is. God is, right? God is always guiding you. Psalm 37, 23 says this, trust in the Lord and do good. Then you will live safely in the land and prosper. Let me roll through some of these. God is always guarding you. Psalm 121, 5 through 8. It says, the Lord himself watches over you. The Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon at night. The Lord keeps you from all harm and watches over your life. The Lord keeps watch over you as you come and you go both now and forever. See, that's peace when we know that our Heavenly Father, in the midst of everything else, holding the universe together and everything else, that you matter, that you matter, that she matters, that he matters, even the small stuff. And the big stuff can't be too big, and the small stuff is not too little for God, amen? So I want you to see that today. I said God is always gauging you. He is constantly measuring our growth. God is far more concerned about how we react to what we face than what we, than what we face. Hold on. What we re, how we react to what we face than what we're facing. In other words, your situation is not overwhelming God. 
How do you know if you're growing? How do you know if you're getting stronger? There's usually a test, right? That's why we have tests, you know, different things like that. But you know what? God loves us so much. He wants to continue to grow us in our situation. He wants to, to bring us to that next, next level so he can entrust more things to us so that we can be a bigger best blessing to other people. He wants to grow us. Don't you want your children to mature? Right? You want them to grow and you want them to prosper and you want them to have grandchildren and everything else like that, you know? We invest in them and we teach them. That's what God does for us. Let's keep on going here. I said, God is always growing you. God isn't as concerned about delivering us out of our mess as he is about us growing out of the mess we are in. I said, he is in the saint building business. Now, I asked this question. I want to see if see you've been listening. How many saints do we have here today? Raise your hand. It's getting more and more, you know? And you say, well, why is that? Because you know what? When we hear that, we think, man, we're perfect. We never mess up or everything else. But when you look in the Bible, talking about a saint means if you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, you have God's righteousness, right? He traded all the things in heaven to come here, shed those things, and live a life without sin to pay <laughs> the debt for me and you for our sin debt. Let me tell you, if you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, God sees you as sinless. Isn't that great? Isn't that good to know? Past, present, and future. God's love is big enough to swallow up all those things. I said, the Lord, the Lord strengthens us as we depend on him. He is faithful, and we qualify him today. So today, what is the something you will take away with you today? What is that something? You know, maybe you came in here today and you said, you know, I'll, I'll just kind of hang out. I'll go with some friends and see what's going on. Well, God knew you would be here today. Okay. Maybe you're here today and you say, man, I, I, I don't know. There's something that I know God's got for me, but I don't know what it is. But I tell you, tell you today, I pray that, you know what? Just like it says in Psalm 37, 23, the Lord makes firm the steps of those who delight in him. I pray today that you call on the name of the Lord, that we delight in him, that we trust in the Lord, that we rest in the Lord. I have never in my life for 50 years seen people so stressed, so tired, so overworked, everything else. I, I've, I've never seen it. You can say something to somebody, they will snap in a minute. Is, is that just the circles that I'm in or whatever? I mean, it, it's everywhere. How do you rest in the Lord? You rest in the Lord from trusting in the Lord and knowing he has everything under control. Well, what about this? And what about this? What about this? Can you change that? Because if you could change it, I've got a funny feeling you'd probably change it, right? There's things that we can't fix. And that's hard. It, it's hard when your kid's got something going on or when there's an illness. or there's, a, there's things that I can't fix. There's a lot of things I can't fix. Especially plumbing. I'll leave that for another day. But uh, I do pray a lot when I'm working on things. How about you? Do, you? do you pray about when you, when you, where did I leave those keys? Where, where did, did I do this? Did I do that? All these things. The reason I, I, I take it from the top all the way down to the small things, I want you to, I want to tell you about a loving God that is interested in every aspect of your life. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can say. There's nothing so small that's going to worry God. Do you believe God worries? You think he's in the throne room and scratching his head? No. Then we need to bring it to him. Whatever that thing is today, I pray that we bring it to him, lay it at the foot of the cross, and understand that God has something for us. I don't know what it is uh, for you today, but there is something here for you in this message. That's been my prayer all week, and I pray that you know what, that God reveals that to us today. And Lord, give us the boldness 
to mirror you to others. Give us the boldness, give us the love to love people right where they're at. And Lord, give us the strength to receive everything you've got for us. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you so much for your message today. Lord, I, I know that, you know, when we, we continue to, to trust you, that you build in our life just amazing things, that you strengthen us, that you give us opportunity. And there's so many things that we miss in a day, so many things we miss in a day that you're showing us. But I don't want anybody to miss this today. I ask this question everywhere I go. I ask this question every week. If you were to die today, do you know for sure that you would spend eternity in heaven? You say, well, I don't know. See, usually people think, well, I'm a pretty good guy. It's not about good guys. It's about knowing Christ. See, our good can never be good enough. That's why Jesus Christ came. To pay for the sin debt of man. And when we call on the name of Jesus, he welcomes us in and forgives our sin. What was our memory verse here? It says, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. Today, friends, receive that free gift. You say, buddy, how do I receive that gift? What must I do to be saved? We talked about that right when we came out of this sheet. What must I do to be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're here today and you've never asked the Lord to come into your life and forgive you of your sin, today, right here, right now, that's the something for you. You say, well, but what I, what I say? pray this with me from your seat. Pray it from your heart. Dear Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin, Lord. Today, I'm putting my faith and trust in you. I believe you're the son of God that takes away the sin of the world. And today, Lord, come into my life and save me. What must I do to be saved? Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. If that's your prayer today, don't leave here today without telling somebody, say, you know what? Pastor, but I prayed that prayer today. You know why? Because we want to encourage you. We want to, to gird you up in the word of God and let you know when you receive what God has for you, it's for all eternity. You're sealed with his spirit. And we want to continue to come alongside and help you grow into all that God has for you. If you're here today and you say, but I've been walking down some rough path. I got a lot of stuff ahead of me. I got a lot of stuff behind me. I want to tell you what. I want to tell you this, that God is beside you and he will never leave you and he will never forsake you. Lord, help us to be the church that comes alongside of our brothers and sisters. Help us to be the church that reach outside of the walls here and teach and preach and reach and love and encourage people in the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, it's all about you. We want to glorify you with everything that's said and done here today. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. All right. So, here's the question. What's your takeaway? What is your takeaway when you leave here?